Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is Chloe Brotheridge here, your host. I'm a coach, hypnotherapist and author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And I'm welcoming you to the 100th episode of this podcast. I can't quite believe I've carried on for so long. It's... um been an amazing experience for me to do this podcast. I started this podcast because actually it was a bit of a mission for me to overcome those last little bits of social anxiety and you know fears about speaking to people, especially people I really look up to. And it's been such a great learning experience for that. Not only do I get to speak to people that I really admire and look up to, I'm also growing my own confidence, I think, in the process by putting myself out there and so it's been really valuable on so many levels so thank you so much whether you're joining and listening to my podcast for the first time or whether you've listened since day one thank you so much for being here I really appreciate all of your messages and all the times that you let me know that you're listening that it's, that it's helped you it really makes a difference to me so thank you for that so in this episode I'm finally getting around to talking about my experience that I had back in December and January of 2019-2020 where I went on two different retreats I suppose you'd call them um, to experience the ayahuasca medicine from South America. I have to say I've been putting this conversation off. I am feeling a certain amount of trepidation to even be talking about it because of the fact that it is not legal in the UK it is legal in a lot of South American countries. And there is definitely an aspect to it, which is pretty scary, a bit dangerous. And yet, it was such a powerful experience for me and really did help me in lots of interesting ways. And so I'm going to describe a lot of things about the experience from why I decided to do it, to what it was like being in the jungle, the things that I was afraid of and the insights that I gained. But I also want to just share a disclaimer that I'm not 
suggesting that anyone else go out and do this and have this experience, knowing that there are risks involved. I know there are risks involved in lots of things, but obviously there are risks involved and there are contraindications. And so I really want to encourage you, if you're considering this, to please do a lot of research. Please do a lot of your own research. You hear horror stories about people who go to Peru and find someone at the airport to take them to a shaman to take ayahuasca. And, you know, those are the sorts of situations where we could be getting ourselves into really unpleasant or dangerous even experiences. So please do your own research. Before me and Aidan went on the retreats that we went on in December, Aidan was doing research for about nine months and was in a lot of Facebook groups, getting recommendations from people, talking to people that we knew, doing a lot of research into this. And we feel really happy with the people that we chose to do the retreat with. And I'll share that in a moment. But yeah, please do your research. Don't find the first person that you find on Google or, you know, someone comes up to you in the street in Lima in Peru and offers you something it's probably not going to be the best situation and unfortunately you do hear about people who experience particularly women um, sexual assaults at the hands of shamans who are obviously not on the right path you also hear about people that are just doing it for the money and it's really not well run or not well organized or out of integrity and in some other way. So yeah, really important to do your own research. And I'm not encouraging anyone to do this. I'm just sharing my experience. So why did I choose to have this experience? So I would say I am a consciousness explorer. I have from years and years ago, been interested in things like meditation, yoga, breath work, different practices that help us to explore what is possible for us to experience in terms of our consciousness or what we can feel in our bodies. That's something that's been really interesting for me for years and years. Don't know if you've noticed. (laughs) And I had an experience some time ago where I was, I think it was over the course of about a week of my life, I heard from three different people, three totally separate conversations with three different people about ayahuasca. And it's often said that when it's your time to partake in this experience, that you have experiences of serendipity or coincidences. And I just thought it was a really big coincidence that three different people had brought it up in conversations without me bringing it up and took it as a sign that maybe that was something that was going to be you know, something interesting for me to do. I'm also really interested in healing and healing trauma and healing the past. And there seems to be quite a lot of crossover. And from my own experience, a certain crossover between ayahuasca and hypnotherapy. A lot of what I'm doing with my clients is helping them to heal things from the past and get to the root of their issues and heal the traumas that they've taken on board in their lives. And it did seem to really mesh with a lot of my interests in that area as well. Of course, as well, I'd also heard the thing that is often said about ayahuasca, which is it's like 10 years of therapy in one night. And of course, that was somewhat intriguing to me as someone that has had a lot of therapy. I was really interested in how that would work and if it was true. And I would say probably 
that's kind of an exaggeration for lots of people. There are certainly people that I've met who have had incredibly life-changing experiences after drinking ayahuasca once. But from my own experience, it has been a little bit more subtle than that and not necessarily like 10 years of therapy in one night, but still really valuable, really interesting, a lot of insights, a lot of growth, a lot of learning. But I would say don't get too carried away by this idea that it's going to fix all your problems or cure you overnight because like anything there's usually a little bit more work involved and a lot of the shamans and people that know a lot about this will tell you that when we take ayahuasca the most important aspect of it is actually the integration you know how do we put what we've learned into practice how do we then integrate that into our lives rather than going and you know drinking something and getting cured overnight it's it's not unfortunately as simple as that usually And I have to also say that I wasn't in a bad place when I went to take it. It seems as though it attracts a lot of people who are experiencing depression, anxiety, lots of other negative states. They will often be drawn to having this experience of drinking ayahuasca. That wasn't really the case for me. I was in a really good place and I'm always just looking to deepen my experience and take it to the next level really. So in terms of the sorts of benefits that ayahuasca can have, and and more generally, I suppose, psychedelics, because ayahuasca is is classed as a psychedelic substance. It's referred to as a drug here in the UK. However, in South America, it has been used as a medicine for thousands of years in the Amazon. That's where it originated from. And so they refer to it as a medicine. It is legal. It is something that has been taken in tribes for years and years and years. And so they really don't think of it as a drug in their culture. So there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that ayahuasca can help with helping us to be more mindful, healing the past, healing trauma, calming anxiety, freeing us from depression and In the last decade, a number of research groups in Europe and the Americas have conducted studies into the safety and effectiveness of psychedelics for conditions such as depression, anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder. And a small number of studies have found them to be effective and they are doing more and more research into this area and we're going to be I believe hearing a lot more about psychedelics and their potential to help us with psychological issues in the coming years. There was a study in the early 2000s at John Hopkins University in the US and they found that psilocybin which is the active compound in magic mushrooms reduced depression in 80% of patients with life threatening cancer and separately were much more effective at getting people to quit smoking than current treatments when combined with cognitive behavioral therapy. So you'll find lots of different bits of research like this. Please obviously do your own research into it but it seems as though particularly a lot of the studies are centered around people with terminal illnesses where they are experiencing anxiety about dying basically and finding that the psychedelic drugs or medicines are able to really make an impact on how they feel and how they feel about facing their death and I just think this has got to be one of the most important things that we can be giving to people you know to be able to have less anxiety about death that is huge you know if you can think about how much 
anxiety we have about death, even when we're not dying, you know, actually, when you think about it, I've thought about this a lot about how I, I think a lot of anxiety is our fear of death. You know, social anxiety is a fear of getting kicked out of the tribe. A lot of our anxiety to do with uncertainty is actually, I believe, a fear of death because death is the ultimate uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see in the coming years how legally in this country, in the UK, they're going to be treating people for things like anxiety and depression with psychedelics. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens about that. They are actually taking, they are actually doing some studies in the UK as we speak that are centered around this. And they've also done studies, I'm going to put all these studies in the show notes as well. Clinical studies do not suggest that psychedelics cause long-term mental health problems. I think that is something that people quite often worry about. They worry about losing their minds or going mad when they take psychedelics. And yet the evidence is that they are safe in this regard. And there are definitely contraindications. And again, please do your research. But for example, if you have experienced schizophrenia or you have bipolar disorder, it's generally not recommended for you to go and take psychedelics or ayahuasca. But yeah, please do your research. It's also quite dangerous if you are on antidepressant medication, serotonin reuptake inhibitors. That's because some compound in the ayahuasca interacts with your serotonin levels. And so it can cause your serotonin levels to go too high and be dangerous. So definitely do your research into that before you get get yourself over to Peru. Not that I'm recommending that. So another thing that made me want to try this, this is going to sound a bit weird, but I've been doing quite a lot of breathwork classes lately. And you might remember I I did an episode with Rebecca Dennis all about transformational breath. And in breathwork, well, I'll I'll leave that for another episode. But in breathwork, you quite often get insights, you quite often get answers, and you can almost hear your inner wisdom giving you a message. And I was in a breathwork class and had this message that I had to go to the jungle. I had to do something that was outside of my comfort zone. And that was going to be a really good thing for me. And of course, last year, my book, Brave New Girl, came out. And so I've definitely been more on a, you know, more focused on doing things that are a little bit scary, but probably going to be good for me. And even if it feels uncomfortable, trying to walk towards that instead of hiding away or running away from that. And so all this led up to me and my partner, Aidan, heading to Peru. I think we went in November 2019, flew to Lima, and then travelled to a part of Peru in the Amazon jungle called Iquitos. And the place that we chose to do the retreat is called Aya Healing Retreats. And the person running it is called Elio, really, really lovely Italian guy. He was assisted by someone called Anna, who was amazing as well, really, really kind and caring. And both of them were amazing. I have to say, it makes such a difference. You know, the person who's facilitating your workshop, whatever kind of workshop that is, it makes a massive difference. And Elio and Anna were so kind and so patient. You know, lots of us had a lot of questions, understandably, and issues that came up over the course of the 12 days that we were with them. And they were so, so patient and amazing. So if you want to check them out, they're Aya Healing Retreats. And the shaman who was facilitating the retreat as well was called Maestra Juanita, who was, who is, I think she must be in her 60s, 60 something. This amazing shaman 
tiny woman, but incredibly powerful. And she was leading the ayahuasca ceremonies. She was administering the, the medicine and she was also singing Icaros. And Icaros are the songs that they sing in the Shipibo tradition. And the songs themselves are very healing. And when the shaman is singing to you in an ayahuasca ceremony, they are helping you to heal. They are having a certain intention with their song. And they're really singing the song into you with an intention of helping you to heal. And it's really quite something, especially as during the ayahuasca ceremonies that go on for maybe seven hours. You know, Maestro Juanita was singing for seven hours straight, this 60 something year old woman, all through the night. So generally an ayahuasca ceremony will take place in the night, not during the day. So you're up all night, essentially, which is an interesting experience in itself. So before I get to telling you more about the ayahuasca, I'll just tell you a bit more about the jungle scenario that we were in. And I would also like to say that I was scared about being in the jungle. So we had to walk for about an hour and a half with our rucksacks into the jungle to get to the retreat center. And it really felt like we were in the middle of the no- nowhere. There was no phone reception. There were just trees, you know, as far as the eye can see. This sense that if something goes wrong, you can't really escape, which is not entirely true. I think if something had gone wrong, that they would have been able to um, support us or get us out of there. But it kind of feels like that when you're in the middle of the jungle. And we were staying in what's called a tambo, which was a kind of wooden hut with no windows, just gauze on the windows to keep the mosquitoes out. And it was amazingly beautiful. We were showering in a stream. There were these giant blue butterflies, you know, floating around. Every now and again, we would hear some kind of rustling in the bushes and wonder what it was. Or we would hear the sound of a tree crashing to the ground in the forest, which is my experience was it was pretty terrifying hearing this tree crashing, not knowing where it's going to fall. That was pretty scary, I had to say. And every night they shot a gun to ward away the jaguars. I'm pretty sure they do stay away from humans because they know that they might get shot, basically. So they, they steer clear. We're also taught about what to do if you see a snake. Apparently, if anyone sees a snake on their <laughs> on their daily walk or run, what you're supposed to do is actually take off your t-shirt and throw it at the snake and the snake will think that it's being almost attacked and it will stay with the t-shirt and you can run away. That's just a little top tip for anyone that happens to encounter a snake. So yeah, I have to say the whole experience of being in the jungle was pretty challenging for me. We also had to go on a very strict diet beforehand and this is typical for when you take ayahuasca. The, the shamans recommend that you cut out sugar, dairy, meat, anything with salt in, anything with chili in, and you're not allowed to have sex for a couple of weeks beforehand either. And that's quite challenging. I mean, most of it's okay. The hardest bit is not eating salt, if I'm honest, because it's very hard to find food that doesn't have salt in in our modern world. But there you go. That's just another thing that is you know, very often recommended before you go and take ayahuasca. The idea, part of it, we were told, was that you are making a sacrifice and almost making a bit of an offering to the spirit of ayahuasca. And it is considered a spirit, a female spirit in shamanic traditions. And by kind of depriving yourself, you are showing your commitment, your willingness and your readiness to take part in this experience. So on the night of the first 
retreat, we got settled in our spaces and we were all in a what's called a maloka, which is another kind of wooden structure with a roof and again, kind of mesh for windows. And we're all sat in a circle. Maestro Juanita and Elia were in the middle and it's in complete darkness. So everyone has a little red light that they use to get around, but otherwise it's completely dark. And we take it in turns to talk about our intentions. That's something that's very important when taking ayahuasca, the intention that you go into it with. So it's really important to to think about that in advance. And I think that's just a good practice for everyday life anyway, to have an intention before we go into an experience to set the tone to almost, I believe we can almost program an experience by having an intention for how we want it to go. So I had had a lot of thoughts previous to this about what I wanted to get out of it, things about healing, things from the past, things about overcoming resistance, letting go of control. So those were some of the intentions that I had. And then you drink a very small shot glass of the medicine. And the medicine itself is a combination of the vine, the ayahuasca vine, and also a leaf called the chacuna plant, the chacuna leaf. And these two compounds, these two plants mixed together, when you mix these two plants together, the chacuna bush contains something called an enzyme inhibitor, which inhibits an enzyme that we have in our stomachs. And if we were to just have the ayahuasca vine on its own, we would digest the DMT, which is the active um, psychedelic component, and it wouldn't have any effect on us. So somehow they figured out without knowing anything about organic chemistry they figured out that mixing this vine with this leaf caused the enzyme to be inhibited and so that we can absorb the dmt and it can have an impact and i think it's quite amazing when you think about how they would have known that considering that the amazon contains more plants than anywhere else in the world there are hundreds of thousands of different plant species found in the Amazon and they somehow knew how to mix these two plants together. That's quite incredible. And it just shows their connection to nature and their their wisdom, I suppose. So you drink a shot of this medicine. I have to say it's not that delicious and it's usually just a good idea to get it down as fast as possible. And then you wait and it usually takes about 45 minutes to an hour to take effect. And in that time... Maestro Juanita was singing her Icaros and we were just focusing on our intentions. And there are, to be honest, so many different experiences that a person can have on ayahuasca and it can be different every single time. Something that very commonly happens, I would say probably happens for most people, is that you are sick. And I think this is what, when you first start researching this medicine, can be quite off-putting. I know a lot of people, myself included, do not enjoy being sick. I don't know if anyone really does. But that is a part of the experience. The medicine itself is a purgative, so it it your body wants to kind of get it out, I suppose. But the shamans say that when we are purging, when we're being sick in the medicine, that it is a way of helping us to process and helping us to get rid of negative energies in the body, things from the past, traumas. And it really can feel like that. I've had experiences where I've been being sick and it almost seems as though I am expelling a certain negative emotion or a belief. I remember in one experience, because I have done this several times over the course of this trip, one experience I had where I felt like I was 
getting rid of my disgust for myself. It sounds kind of weird, but as I was being sick, I felt like this a lot of stuff, a lot of programming about not being good enough, a lot of stuff about being critical of the way I look or critical of my body. I felt like a lot of that stuff was coming out as I was purging. And this is, I think, a, a common experience for almost to seem as though the, the purging is part of the process. And it seems very surreal at first, being sick in a room full of people, you're sick into a bucket, there's people all around, you can hear other people being sick. It sounds really weird, but it's amazing how soon it just starts to feel quite normal once you've done it for a while. And it's actually quite liberating once you get over your fear of being sick. It can almost feel quite good because you know that you're getting rid of something. Another experience I had was where I went into what's called a process. So this is a big process for me where I felt huge amounts of energy moving in my body I almost lost touch with what was happening. I almost didn't know where I was or what was going on. But I just had this sense of this energy moving through me, almost as though I, I can't really describe it. It's almost like I was lifting really heavy items on my back or, you know, carrying something really heavy and kind of pushing it off me in a sense. It was, yeah, really quite unpleasant and very, very hard. I would say it was almost one of the hardest things that I've experienced. I mean, I haven't given birth to a baby or anything like that and I almost imagine it might be slightly like that that sense of exhaustion and difficultness but it it felt like what I imagined that would be every now and again I'd get this sense of oh my god I can't do this I can't do this and then moments later I would have this sense it, it seemed to come from behind me and I I thought I felt at the time that it was almost like my ancestors or something were giving me strength and energy as I was processing all this stuff. And it's often said that we can be processing stuff for our ancestors, stuff for our mum and dad and our grandparents. You know, all the trauma, all the negative energy that can get stuck in our lineage, that can get stuck in our bodies or even our DNA, that we can be processing and letting go of in an ayahuasca ceremony. So that's really what it felt like for me. It was really hard, really unpleasant, but I felt afterwards as if something had really shifted and I'd let go of a lot of stuff, even though I wasn't entirely sure what that stuff was. I also had other experiences where I felt like I was in a dream and all of my worst fears were coming true. And obviously that was really, really scary and very, very real and very visual, like the most real dream I've ever had. And it seemed to go on for hours and hours and I was exhausted at the end of it. But I had this sense afterwards that I had this strength within me to be able to get through hard experiences. And that's what the medicine can can quite often do. It can show us our fears. It can show us the parts of ourselves that we've been suppressing or keeping inside and we don't want to look at. And it brings all of that stuff up to the surface. It brings it up to the light and shines a light on it. And suddenly when we shine a light on these things, they start to dissolve and they start to not be such a problem for us anymore and that I would say that for me is perhaps the essence of my ayahuasca experiences it is bringing stuff up to the surface to be healed to have that light shone on it so that it's no longer holding you back anymore and of course there were other times when I've had incredibly beautiful experiences seen amazing colors and geometric shapes and had wonderful feelings of love for everything and everyone. I had one experience where I felt like I exploded and my consciousness was everywhere in every atom, 
in the whole of the universe and every star, my consciousness was there. And that's it's hard to imagine outside of that experience. It's interesting because when I was just saying it now, it can seem a bit, I don't know if that even makes sense to anyone or means anything, but when you're in the medicine, you have these very meaningful, visceral experiences. It's as though you can have a concept of knowing that you're loved and knowing that you're lovable and worthy, but to actually truly know it and feel it and believe it in every cell of your body that is quite a different experience. And I think that's what the medicine can give us. It can really give us this very visceral realisation of ourselves, of patterns that we've been in, of where things come from, of what we need to do in life and that sort of thing. And looking back on this experience, I can really notice that I've become more connected to my body, more accepting of myself. I've noticed that I've got a greater awareness of thought patterns. I 100% feel more connected to nature, to animals. I feel like my love for animals has just gone off the charts. (laughs) And I think having put myself in this, what I believe was quite a scary experience. It's quite scary being in the jungle. It's quite scary taking a psychedelic and going into the unknown. And I know that I have handled that. And there's this strength in me that is reminding me that I have been able to do something that's scary and that has given me, I think, a lot more confidence. I've also learned, I think, to feel my feelings a lot more. I had an experience in the medicine of going deeper and deeper into feelings and almost burrowing deeper into feelings from the past, things about my childhood, things that happened in the past and really wanting to focus completely on that feeling and allow it to unfold and I really saw how I and I think a lot of us do this avoid feeling stuff I had this sense of all the little automatic things that my mind does was put under a microscope and suddenly I could really zoom in on and see how I avoid discomfort by distracting myself and how I don't want to feel uncomfortable feelings so I stay busy or I change the subject or I think about something else and that was just really revealed to me in such a interesting way and again I think it comes down to actually feeling it not just knowing it as a concept but actually feeling it in the body this realization and insight that I've been avoiding feeling stuff and this desire and this understanding of how important it is to go into the feelings and ayahuasca I think sometimes forces you to go into the feelings. It's like you don't want to because it's almost as though I've had moments where I've had this thought, like what's the worst you could possibly feel? And my mind would start to go into that and I would feel it in my body. And in feeling that feeling, we are processing it because the saying goes, you've got to feel it to heal it. When we put our attention on the emotion, on the feelings, we allow the energy to move through the nerves and move through our nervous system and flow instead of staying stuck in our bodies, instead of staying stagnant where they continue to hold us back, we're actually able to feel those feelings and let them flow through and be processed. And that's what ayahuasca can sometimes force you to do or encourage you to do. And yeah, it's very interesting. So the second part of this trip was a trip to visit a tribe called the Hunikun who live in Acre in Brazil, So that was another quite long journey of traveling through the jungle. We had to get on a little plane and fly 
into their village because there are no roads leading into a lot of these tribal villages. You cannot just drive out. You have to get a plane. You have to get a boat from the airport to the village. It really is incredibly remote. There are miles and miles and miles of nothing but trees. And that was quite incredible to see. And also it felt kind of scary to to be kind of trapped or completely cut off. Certainly no internet connection for two weeks while we were there. No doctors apart from the shamans. And we had the incredible privilege of getting to live with this tribe for two weeks. There were about 12 Westerners and maybe 100 of the Hunikun tribe in this village. And they were constantly singing, playing music, dancing. They were, it was one of their festivals called Shukashukui, which means eternal life, apparently. And we were invited to join them for their festival. And so in this experience, we were drinking ayahuasca every other night for the two weeks. And I have to say, this experience was even more remote and jungly, let's just say jungly, than the first one. The first one was in a retreat centre. This one was literally in a village. We were sleeping in hammocks. We were going to the toilet in holes in the ground. There was very intermittent running water. It would run out very, very frequently. And we'd be washing our hands in streams and things at other times. I can't can't tell you how much I appreciate running water since having this experience. There's a lot of things. You know, it's a totally amazing experience, but there was a lot about it that made me really massively appreciate our Western lifestyle and running toilets and running water was definitely high up on that list and I think for me a lot of this experience was was teaching me to to try to learn to let go and I thought going into this experience that I was you know pretty chilled I'd learned to let go of a lot of stuff and this just took it to another level I was really quite challenged I have to say at certain points they had these giant ants called bullet ants which are I would say about as long as half a finger's length, if you consider me, probably about three inches long. And if you get bitten by one of these ants, it is one of the most painful insect bites that there is. It causes all of your glands in your body to swell up. It's incredibly painful. Thankfully, no one got bitten by a bullet ant when we were there, but they were roaming around everywhere. And, you know, when you're, when you're imbibing a psychedelic and you are feeling at times quite out of control and not in touch with reality. It's not ideal, but it certainly wasn't for me to have a lot of bugs and ants. And, you know, we saw tarantulas. There were seven inch spiders in our room that Aidan had to get rid of. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, there was those added challenges. So what I'm saying is I'm not meaning to complain about this experience. But what I'm saying is, there were definitely challenges. And although this is an incredible experience, I think one needs to be prepared for the jungle and the jungle being alive in every sense. And the jungle comes more and more alive. When you've taken ayahuasca, it can sometimes feel as though the trees are breathing. You know, I had times we had to walk to the toilet, which was down a kind of jungle path. And on the first night, we were told we weren't allowed to speak to each other in the ceremony. So I was going to the toilet on my own walking through the jungle for maybe, I don't know, three or four minutes. And it just felt like the whole jungle was alive. The floor was moving. The trees were reaching out to me. I saw, I don't know what they were, like jungle beings everywhere. 
obviously you remember ayahuasca is a hallucinogenic substance so you so it can really seem as if you know what you're seeing isn't necessarily there but maybe it is there on some level in some dimension and after that experience because that was pretty terrifying me and Aiden stuck together like glue and went to the toilet together every single time and I tell you what we've been together 10 years but there's nothing quite so bonding as being each other's toilet buddy (laughs) when you're rushing to the loo whilst on psychedelics in the middle of the jungle you know handing each other the the hand sanitizer (laughs) making sure each other doesn't fall over into the into the jungle it was very very bonding suffice to say I think one of the things that this really taught me and certainly what the medicine taught me was that we have this sense, or I I certainly have this sense of there's this part of me inside that just wants to be in control of things. And I felt like the medicine just put a magnifying glass up to this. I could see all the ways that I try to control from even having the thought that a sound is annoying. That thought, just by having it, is almost trying to control the sound by having that thought. And I notice all the tiny ways that I do this without even being conscious of it and in very subtle ways that's happening all the time. I was hearing someone drumming and I noticed my thought going into, oh, I hope they're okay drumming. You know, oh, they sound a bit out of time. You know, oh, that's not very good. I hope they're okay. And that was on some level my way of trying to control something that is completely none of my business, firstly, Secondly, completely outside of my control. And it really showed me all the ways that I'm subtly doing this all the time. And so I had this sense of really trying to relax that part of myself that was trying to control. And in that trying to relax that controlling part, I felt that I could start to connect to something that was bigger than me. I don't know whether you would call it God or the universe or life, but I had this sense that there is this force that is taking care of things, that actually I don't need to try and micromanage things and be in control and be tense, you know, a lot of the time, that actually there's this greater force that is in control and that is taking care of things. And I would also have this sense that as soon as I started to relax into that trust of this force, that this fear would come in, this fear that, oh my God, I'm going to Like, oh my God, I'm going to die if I let go. And it really, really, you know, showed me, and this is something that is often taught about in different religious teachings or spiritual teachings about this ego part of us, the part that's trying to keep us safe, the part that is trying to control things. And the ego is really scared that if it lets go, that it's going to die and it's going to be obliterated or that we won't be safe. And I just noticed this experience of inviting this sense of control to relax and trying to let go and and comfort and soothe that part of me that thinks that it's not safe to relax and let go. And that was just another kind of insight that I had that I wanted to share with you. You know, how much better would our lives be if we could let go and trust that the universe has our back, that there is a force of life that is taking care of things and we don't have to always be in control we can trust that things are taking care of themselves so that is in quite a long episode but also quite a condensed version of the experiences that I had there are so many things I could have spoken about just wanted to share with you the ups and downs of it it definitely wasn't an easy experience but it was incredibly valuable I learned a lot about myself 
I faced a lot of fears and I think I'm a stronger person at the other side of it. And obviously, if you're considering doing something the same, please do your own research. And yeah, I wish you loads of luck in your journey and whatever you're pursuing and whatever ways you're looking to heal or grow. And of course, there are lots of different things we can do to help ourselves that don't involve taking psychedelics, breath work, hypnotherapy. There are a lot of different shamanic workshops available that don't involve taking something that is not legal in this country. If you Google different shamanic workshops, whether that's a drum journey, whether that's a hape ceremony, whether that's even singing circles, all these sorts of things can give us similar experiences and insights without having to go off to Peru. I'd love to know what you think about this episode I'm really curious please do let me know send me a message on Instagram I'm at Chloe Brotheridge and if you think there's anyone in your life that might benefit from hearing this experience and the insights that I gained please do share it with them as well so I'm just sending you loads of love and I hope you're taking care of yourself and thank you so much for listening and hopefully we will connect again soon Yo da, yo da, 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 